Hi guys. Hi. Welcome to this week's Kawaii Cast. Welcome back. Woohoo. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into things, yeah, there has been a lot of announcements for anime that are getting another season. Yes. Uh, let's see. Which what all has there been? There's uh, Cells at Work is getting a new season. Yes. Uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid getting yes. a new season. Uh, Oragairu, something like that. The The English title is My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu, is getting a third season. Uh, I know I'm missing some here. I'm surprised that one of the ones you're missing. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, ReZero. Re <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh! Gonna get more of my waifu. Well, not a that kind of attitude, forgetting she exists. I didn't forget she exists. This just, you just forgot just that the series that she comes her. from. <laughs> Way to go! I know. I I am a terrible husband. Oh, he's still single, ladies. You you can have all this for the <laughs> low low price of probably one meal. Probably. <laughs> And he'll forget everything important to you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What else was there? There's got to be more, I think, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't think. I just, I just remember there was like a lot of stuff that was announced recently. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we also got a lot of trailer drops. Uh, the one problem with recording this so far in advance is that we miss out on a lot of things that literally, like, drop the day after we recorded. Right. Uh, such as the One Punch Man Season 2 trailer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we didn't get the chance to talk to you guys about that train wreck. It's, uh, well, disappointing. Four out of five critics agree. Yep, that's a trailer. Yep. Fifth person much. thought we were talking about a different kind of trailer. Poor fifth person. Yep. <laughs> That that pretty much sums up the One Punch Man trailer. Uh, hopefully the show will be good. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, I. That's the thing about One Punch Man. Uh, it doesn't really matter what the quality of it is. It's One Punch Man. People are going to mm. watch it anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, speaking of who cares what the quality is, that brings us to our topic today. Hooray! So, this is one that I've been bitching about for, like, a year now, and... Yep. <laughs> Last Saturday, uh, the final episode, slash OVA of this series, finally dropped. Wait, so I it, was, it was on, like, a three-month hiatus, basically? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, it had the, like two-season runtime, and then it had two OVAs, and the last OVA just dropped on Saturday, meaning we could finally, finally, finally put this to rest and decide once and for all, is Persona 5 the animation a good adaptation? <laughs> well, yes, but actually, no. Four out of five critics agree it is an adaptation. <laughs> <It> is an <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're uh, terrible. So here's the thing about Persona 5, the animation. 
if you have already spent the 100 hours invested in the game, and if you are a major fan of Persona 5, and... I will have you know that my runtime was 120 hours. So if you've invested at, you know, 100 hours for the average person who doesn't dick around into this game... I dick around with every game. (laughs) Honestly... I can't really say this anime is going to be something you're going to enjoy. A lot of it has to do with the art direction that they took, deciding to basically make cheaper versions of scenes that already existed in the game, which honestly makes no sense. Um, so so wait, those anime scenes that are in the game aren't in the anime? No, uh, the anime scenes from the game were done by IG Studios, and the anime was done by Cloverworks. Okay. So they actually couldn't use those scenes. <clears throat> and what's crazy is the very, very opening scene, like the casino when you get to jump out the window and all that shit, uh, that scene was actually done better in the anime than it was in the game. Really? Yeah, it'll be the one scene where I will give far more credit to Clover Studios than to IG. Because I just, I feel like Cloverworks probably dumped their entire budget into that scene. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I liked the way it was directed, I liked the way it was handled, and honestly, that was the only scene we got in the trailer, which gave me so much hope this was going to be an amazing adaptation. And I think that's why the scene was so amazing, because that's all they had to show us. That's that's That was it. That's yeah. what they showed you. That's what they showed us. That's what we had to go off of, of how good this anime was going to be. It's like those those movie trailers where you see it and you're, look, and you're like, oh, this is going to be really good. And then you go and see the movie and they put all of the good parts in the trailer. Yeah, it's like... Uh, the trailer to No Man's Sky, where we didn't get anything. Was there. <laughs> yeah. So, right off the bat, if you have already played the game, if this was a game you thoroughly enjoyed, I just can't see any reason why you would enjoy the anime. It doesn't bring anything new to the table. They promised us it would. That was the thing. That was the reason I watched the entire two season run was because they told me they were adding content to it. The deleted scenes from the game were going to appear in the anime, and they fucking lied. They lied to us. Yeah, again, No Man's Sky. They fucking lied to us. And and probably didn't get to see your teacher's tits either, did no, you? No, you didn't. Ugh, what's <laughs> the point? Yeah, and you can't even choose who you romance in the anime. What's the fucking point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... That brings up the more important question. If this anime is not for people who've already played the game, is it a good alternative for people who have no access to the game? I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't buy PlayStations. They're, you know, either loyal to Nintendo or Xbox or are PC gamers. And this game was very exclusive for PlayStation. And even the people who have a PlayStation might not be willing to invest 100 hours into a JRPG, but are still curious, what is all this persona about? What is every, what's the big deal? Well, well I, I think you, you might be the, missing the, uh, the other possibility, is that the anime was almost 
designed to bring people to play the game. Like, it was yeah. meant to pique their interest. So the question is, does it do that? <laughs> does it? Does it stand up <laughs> as a good adaptation? Because the thing about good adaptations is that, A, they either draw you to the source material like you were talking about, or B, they are good standalone versions of that. Like, you don't need to read the manga to enjoy the anime. Do you need to play the video game to enjoy this anime? And the fact is that if you played the video game, you're just not going to enjoy the anime. All right, well... So uh... that's the big question of this podcast. (laughs) Hopefully we will have that answered by the end of this podcast. Yeah, let's find out. Yeah, so immediately both of us are at a disadvantage here because both of us played the game prior to watching the series you haven't watched the series but you still played the game yes i played the game did not watch the series so neither of us can go into this i can't can't necessarily watch a series when you yourself have has given it so much bad (laughs) reviews well you could have (laughs) you could have taken that bullet okay but so neither of us can go into this with like a blind perspective because we can't just forget the game and watch the anime but fortunately, I do have experience with something similar, and that was the fact that my very first, uh, you know, foothold or foot into the world of Persona was actually through Persona 4's anime adaptation, and specifically the uh, OVA series for the remake of Persona 4. Which they, was done by they, Studio Cloverworks. They, they did such a bad job, they had to redo it as an OVA. Oh, you would think. Kind of um, like Helsing Ultimate. You would think. <laughs> you would think. But no, here is basically what P4 Golden, the anime, was like. It was done by Studio Cloverworks, which is the same studio that did the Persona 5 anime. And the reason why this was my first experience with Persona is because the Persona anime are actually really, really, really hard to find both legally and illegally. Like, even going through, like, Kiss anime and... You you almost... Pirate sites. You almost have to take a plane to Japan... Find or not to Japan to China. Find their black market street and get a bootleg copy it's of the not DVDs. Much of an exaggeration, to be honest. <laughs> like I really wanted to get into Persona, but I didn't have a PlayStation, so I thought the anime would be the best alternative route. Only to find out that there's no legal streaming sites that have. The P3 movies, except for that one that's on Netflix, which is the third of four movies, which makes no fucking sense, Netflix. (laughs) And the other was P4 the animation, nowhere to be found. Even digging through illegal sites, I couldn't find it. But P4 Golden, the OVA series, is available on Crunchyroll, or at least it was available on Crunchyroll. Meaning that was the only place I could watch it... Even, you know, if I didn't care about the legality of it, Crunchyroll was it. So I'm like, all right, well, let's watch P4 Golden, the animation. Let's let's check this out. What's everyone talking about? And it was garbage. (laughs) (laughs) It was. 
was such garbage. <laughs> it was such a jumbled mess of plot lines that didn't make any sense. Like, the first episode really introduces you to this idea of, like, you know, the Scooby gang that's gonna hunt down the murderer in this in their city. And then the next thing I know, they're all, like, hanging out at, like, this shop and are, like, trying on funny hats or something. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And there's, like, a girl that was introduced in the remake of the game who is one of the attendants of the Velvet Room, but she's not because she's not from the Velvet Room. She's a normal human that just for some reason is an attendant, and this is never actually fucking explained. But the only thing that I know about her is she likes to write poetry. But she doesn't like people reading her poetry. So basically, she's a Hot Topic mascot. Now the Persona crew is caught in my world. A world <laughs> full of plot holes and spe- spelling errors. <laughs> there was no way for anybody watching these OVAs to understand what the fuck the plot of the game was. Yeah. And so... That, that <laughs> would put a damper on it. Yeah, I, I gave up after about three episodes because I had no idea what the fuck I was watching. And the problem that Cloverworks put with this is they gave us no set of, like, dead... Or, like, times. They didn't tell us, like what part of the story this was. I know that it was broken because it was OVAs, but they could have given us something to go off of. Like, when do we get back see, to the serial killer? See, maybe it was one of those series where they didn't release it all in chronological order, like Haruhi Suzumiya. But So it was up to the viewer <laughs> to figure out the jumbled mess and then watch the episodes in the chronological order. But the problem with that is that's not how Persona works. <laughs> For any of you who have ever played any Persona game, the point is that at the beginning of the game, you get sent somewhere to live for a year. And you know it's only going to last a year. In all, like, three... I know everybody's going to give me crap because I'm not talking about Persona 1 or 2. But let's be honest, Persona started at 3. Anyway, so, <laughs> Persona 3, 4, and 5, you start hear, off in... I can sp- hear the fans listening calling blasphemy. Oh, no, it's a meme. It is a meme that Persona started with 3. Atlas doesn't know what the numbers 1 or 2 are. That's ridiculous. We they, start counting at 3. They forgot how to count. But anyway, so, you start off in April at the be- you know first day of high school, of your second year of high school... And that the story is going to end the following March. And that is every Persona game. So the days are actually very important because you are on a year schedule. So what you do from day to day is very important because you have a limited time schedule. You only have one year to get laid by seven women. Yes. (laughs) Go. Go. (laughs) (laughs) It's the plot of every Persona game. I'm telling you, the harem route is the true route. (laughs) Okay, it's really... That is why they couldn't fit it in the anime, is because there was just, there was too much there. I wish you were right about that. Okay, but anyway. Also, that's extremely easy in Persona 3, (laughs) because Persona 3 has this weird thing, which they later fixed, but they have this weird thing where if you reach rank 10 with a girl, you're automatically dating. It's like you talk to a girl ten times and you're in a relationship. That's how love works, right? That's exactly how love it's works. It's actually harder to not go harem route in Persona you 3. Just, you just walk by her in the halls and be like, hey, baby. That's one. 
Check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to not do harem route in Persona 3. It's upsetting because you're just like, girl, I can't talk to you because I really, I'm dating this other girl. I'm, I'm really I, trying to be committed here. I don't want to accidentally fall in love with you. So can we just be friends? And then you avoid her for two weeks and then she gets mad at you. And then you reverse the arcana. And then you have to go to the shrine and you have to pray for her so that way she's not mad at you anymore. And it's really just a hassle. Like, goddamn, no wonder people who play JRPGs hate women. Unlike Persona 5, (laughs) where where you talk to him so many times, and then you start dating, and you talk to him like maybe once or twice more, and then you're like, never seeing you again. Yeah, until, uh, we'll we'll hook up on Christmas Eve, (laughs) alright? I'll see you on Christmas. (laughs) Unless you're a Phantom Thief, then we'll talk awkwardly in mementos. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) So meanwhile, Ryuji the entire time is going to complain that he can't find a girlfriend and you're just sitting over there like, yeah, yeah, I get you there. So now back to, you know, my point about the anime. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually I was able to meet a pirate who was able to pirate me the entire uh, Persona 4 anime series, the one not done by Cloverworks but the original one, and it was so much better, you guys. Not only did they use really nice motion graphics to express the day that we were on, but also it introduced the idea that the deadline is basically whenever it rains, because there's a weird phenomenon that happens in this town that every time it rains, the next day there's heavy fog. It's like a weather pattern that's super predictable in their town for some reason. Whenever there's fog, the serial killer is going to dump a body there. Because, you know. When when else would you dump a body? Yeah, so they, they use the fog to get rid of the person they killed. So the rainy days are the deadlines. And they make that very clear in the anime. And it's easy to follow the storyline, even the stupid slice-of-life bullshit stuff, like the girls not knowing how to make curry. It's not fucking hard. It's like milk and spices. Holy shit, how do you not know how to make curry? It's like milk, tomatoes, and spices. Yeah. God. They put fish in it. What? Yeah, they put fish in it. Fish. Yes, they put fish in it. But anyway... Okay, I'm... I'm... (sighs) I'm both intrigued and disgusted. Like, I think I'd be willing to try it. I don't think I'd make it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) And then I managed to buy the DVDs for the Persona 3 movie, so I was able to watch more than just the third one, Netflix. And watching the anime for both Persona 3 and Persona 4 was what you said. It got me in the door, and it got me interested in these games. And because I watched those anime, I was really, really invested in playing Persona 5 and going back and playing 3 and 4 because I really loved these characters, I really loved the stories, and I was interested in how the gameplay worked. And Persona 5 took all of that and it expanded on it in a way that I've never seen a JRPG do, especially a sequel. But I think the problem with how good Persona 5 was is that there was such a high bar for the anime. And the fact is that the video game took like seven years to make 
with several deadlines being missed and having to postpone the game numerous times to the point where fans were all in agreement this game was never going to come out. And then just, the, just like Legend of Zelda fans were with uh worse. Okay, Legend of Twilight Zelda, Princess. Yeah, Legend of like Twilight Princess was postponed like twice. And Breath of the Wild was postponed for, like, two years. Persona 5 was postponed, like, five different times. It was supposed <laughs> oh, to come... Insane. It was supposed to come out during the launch time of the, of the PlayStation 3. Dang. It didn't actually come out until the launch of the PlayStation 4. It missed an entire generation. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so Persona 5 was, there was so much anticipation for this game, and the reason it took so long is because the creator wanted to pour his entire soul into this game, and he refused to release it until every little thing was perfect. He did not want anybody coming back and saying, well, you know, the game was great, but it could have really done with this a bit different. No, like, he wanted this game to come out and everybody just to be happy. Like, there might be people who's like, I didn't like this level, or I didn't like this boss fight. Or I thought this character could be developed more, but for the most part, there those were such nitpicky things. Yeah, there was those, no major those, flaws with the game. Those were things that boiled down to more more to like personal taste rather than yeah, like a blaring flaw in the programming or something. And to see that much love and passion go into a game and then finally get released to nothing but like outstanding reviews across the board. It was one of the highest rating JRPGs to ever hit the West. And that includes Final Fantasy. Yeah. So this was a big deal that was definitely the passion project of a lot of people who really, really cared. The game even got delayed two months in the U.S. because Atlas wasn't happy with the English voice actors. They actually had to redo every line of dialogue just so it was perfect. Read the line, but make it a little more gravelly. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Stefan. <laughs> so, for an anime to just drop a year later was never going to live up to that. And I think the problem with Persona 5 the anime is that I just genuinely can't see this ever being a springboard for the game. And I want to talk about why. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, now, now you did mention that, you know, especially for a sequel that it was, it did really well. Yeah. Um, I, I find it interesting with, with JRPG sequels, you know, um, the really big name ones, they're, they're not technically sequels. They usually yeah. <laughs> move on to like different characters. I mean, unless you're Kingdom Hearts. Unless you're Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes. So, so I, th I find that interesting. Yeah, and typically when I say a sequel to Persona, it usually isn't like a direct sequel. But when Persona 4 came out, a lot of the criticism for it was that it was just Persona 3, but with a new color scheme and a new set of characters. But nothing had really changed. It was the same fighting strategies. It was the same dungeons. Really, it was just a new town, new bad guy, new motivations, and new high school kids. And that was basically it. Yeah. But Persona 5 decided that it wanted to be its own game while still feeling like it fit in this universe. Like, you could still see a crossover between 3, 4, and 5, and it would make sense. But Persona 5 has its own, uh, like, type or battle interface. It has its own aesthetics. It has, 
you know, it's more than just a new coat of paint. They completely remade the game from the ground up. Nothing feels like it was recycled or reused. And those aesthetics really were the biggest thing that sold this game. Gave a, gave the, the series a new life. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, like, you could argue that the character arcs feel a little bit recycled, but, I mean, you could say that about any anime. <laughs> like... I, I don't know what you t you're talking about. It's not like there's an entire genre based off of going to a new world. <laughs> <laughs> not like we're getting the uh, cinematic universe equivalent of that genre next season. <laughs> Nope, of course not. <laughs> it's the in another universe shared cinematic universe. <laughs> oh God, yes. But yeah, so I I really I feel like I've been harping on the Persona Five animation really bad, mostly based just off of its graphics, and that really is a big deal. But the thing is that the last two OVAs fixed all of those problems in a very big way. Like, the last OVA is almost shot for shot exactly like the last arc of the game. Was was the last OVA the one that, or the, the episode where they finally got a good opening? Or was yeah, that uh, like, or was the that like... La the last episode of the second half of the season finally got a good opening, and then they used that opening in both the OVAs. Okay. So... <laughs> Dark Sun is a fantastic OP. So so just literally the last three episodes got the good... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the first OVA, which is the Shido Palace, was actually done really well. I felt the pacing was done really well. I felt they handled Goro Akechi's arc really well, which was the big thing about that entire episode was... Goro Akechi, like, learning about his past, learning about his motives and everything. And then the final OVA is the Mementos arc, which also ends with the end of the game, which is how we know this is finally wrapped up, because it is the end of the game. And you could say that it was almost one for one exactly the same, with a few differences. And I could nitpick those differences, like, I'm really annoyed at the fact that the anime really seemed to miss the mark on... So, spoiler right here, but when you enter Mementos at the end of the game, you find all of the people whose hearts you had chained are in this, like, metaphorical prison. And they reveal to you the reason why they're in this prison is because you changed their hearts. Like, that this entire time that you were going through thinking that you were changing people for the better, what you were doing is you were playing into the system where you, took, you take away their free will. Yeah, they're better people now, but at what cost? They didn't choose to be those better people. They didn't learn to be those better people. They were forced to be those better people. And that it's your fault they're now ingrained into a system where they're just told, if I just do what authorities tell me to do, my life will be better. And the question is, is that really a good way to live? The anime completely ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's see, there's our objective. Let's go this other way. Yeah. Uh, well, not even let's go this other way. They're just kind of like, huh, there's a roadblock. Let's just scoot that let's, to the side just, of the let's road. Let's just sweep this to the side. And we'll and... just keep going. And <laughs> Like I said, I can nitpick those things. 
But again, does that mean that it's a bad anime? And I don't think so. I don't think it's a big deal to sweep things like that under the rug. Because I think for people who are interested in that, the more depth, you know, they want to dive deeper, they could go play the game, as you mentioned. But I think that it really was the original series, not the OVAs, that failed to convince people that this is what Persona 5 is. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that all the character arcs are really rushed. Like, I mean, really rushed. The One of the big mechanics in the game is the confidants, where you have to constantly be coming back to talk to people. And sometimes they don't want to talk to you, or sometimes they're not ready to, you know, become better friends with you. You do have to get to rank 10, but sometimes that's like 15 to 20 conversations. And sometimes you can't have those conversations every day. So it takes pretty much months to even almost the entire year just to get to the point where they trust you enough that you guys are rank 10 confidants. The anime pretty much sweeps that under the rug with one episode. They're just like, hey, we're going to spend this one episode focusing on the teacher's arc. Yeah. Those really complicated problems that the teacher had involving blackmail and the potential, you know, and the death of a former student and all of the guilt she's been repressing her like for the last like 3 or 4 years. And and all of the time that you have to spend with her to build up the trust to learn about those things. Yeah. Uh basically the main character of the anime does that in like 2 weeks. So Yeah. And as I mentioned before, the problem with the Persona 4 anime that, you know, the original problem I had was there was no sense of time. One of the big things in Persona 5 is that you do have a specific deadline. Like, when you meet the first boss, you're like, shit, we have like three weeks to figure this out. And you have to conserve that time because you want to spend some of that time with your friends. You want to spend some of that time building confidants and relationships. But you also have to complete the dungeon and the boss battle before those three weeks are up. The anime just says, fuck it. We don't care about deadlines. He just does it. Just whenever. He just did it in his spare time. You know? He wasn't <laughs> tired at all. There's, he didn't he, He didn't have Morgana saying, hey, buddy, let's go to sleep. Yeah, You're you tired. Yeah, you need to fucking go to sleep. You're tired. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when I'm tired, you damn cat. <laughs> Like I was saying earlier, like, fuck you, Morgana. I live in a coffee house. I have all the caffeine I could want. I don't need to sleep. The cat is slipping you decaf. <laughs> I think it's time for you to go to sleep. <laughs> Fucking cat. But yeah, Not drugging me. The anime doesn't give you this sense of impending doom because it just makes it feel like each of these conflicts are pretty casual. That This is something he could just do, you know, after school, and then he could go home, and he could study and still be a good boy and good student. That really, really conflicts with the idea that the series was supposed to present to us, that he's supposed to be living a double life. Persona 5 was the first one to introduce the idea of characters having alternate egos, where... In Persona 3 and 4, when you went into the metaverse, you still looked like you. You didn't use code names, you didn't get cool outfits, you didn't go in disguise. You went in your school uniform. And that was pretty standard. But Persona 5, they all have nicknames, and they all have Phantom Thief outfits, and they are doing all this stuff undercover, and then the versions of them that wear the high school uniforms are supposed to be the good, upstanding citizens that don't do anything wrong and definitely aren't taking illegal drugs from the doctor down the street. 
<laughs> they're not illegal. They're experimental. They're experimental. Moral and, not- and morally questionable. But not illegal. <laughs> they'd be illegal in the US. <laughs> oh, they'd they'd be so illegal in the US. <laughs> You're also not buying real guns from a shady former Yakuza member. You are buying airsoft toys. Clearly. I don't know why that's such a... Like, they make it such a big deal. He's like, you gotta hide the goods, okay? Don't let anybody know you got this don't from me. Don't let anybody like, know that you got this here. And it's a it's a toy. <laughs> like, right? Like, and, and that's the funniest thing about that whole th- scenario <laughs> is because... As, as far as I'm aware, you can own, like, model guns yeah. and, like, toy guns. And, like, there's nothing wrong with models and toys. It's the real thing that they don't like. Yeah. But I think by the anime not really giving us this good sense of, like, the duality of the character, you know, that... By day, he's the upstanding student just trying to get through his year probation without making any waves and by night he's a phantom thief who will literally steal people's cognitions and don't give a fuck student in the street thief in the sheet yeah (laughs) but we don't get that sense of duality and i think that is the biggest point missed by the anime and it's like I said, I could I could rag on the animation and the art style and everything like that, but Blu-rays can fix those. JoJo's taught us that. Yes. You can't fix poor pacing, you can't fix poor characterization, and you can't fix missing the point. And that's my problem with this series. And I wanted this series to be good. I was rooting for this series, and I think... Ultimately, what we got was just a studio trying to cash in on an audience that didn't have access to a major franchise. And I think the biggest argument I hear when I make these complaints is, well, it's better than nothing. And I hate that argument (laughs) because... Well, I mean, technically, te- technically anything it is, is better than nothing. But... A pile of shit is better than nothing. Yeah, it is It is more than nothing. But I think the idea of this mysterious franchise that really you could only get involved in if you're willing to invest the time and resources into it, yeah, you have to own a PlayStation but you can own a PS3 or a PS4, and PS3s aren't that expensive anymore. So just oh no, you can totally buy a used PS3 for, for like, like 80, bucks. eighty bucks. Yeah, and the game is half the price if you get it on a PlayStation Three. So if money is a really big thing, I know that one hundred and ten dollars is still a little bit steep for one video game. But I did it literally. I bought my PS3 just to own this game. You think I'm joking? I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you think about it, and and. Uh, dollar for dollar, you know that's that's pretty good. Like that's basically a dollar a minute. A dollar a minute. Yeah. Like, where else are you gonna spend a dollar no. to get a minute? Not even a dollar a minute. It's a dollar an, an hour. hour. Where where yeah. else are you gonna get a dollar? Uh, you know, spend a dollar for an hour of entertainment. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> I 
I mean, I understand that not everybody's going to have $110 to sink into this, and I get that. But that's kind of what makes it so special. I'm not going to invest the time to play every, you know, Kingdom Hearts game, and thus I'm not part of the Kingdom Hearts fandom. And it's not because I think it's a bad franchise. I think it's a wonderful franchise. Just, but it's a franchise for people that invest that time and money you, into you it. You just can't invest that time and money into it at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And so I think in this, you know, age of instant gratification, I think the idea that people needed an anime just so they could be part of this club was just kind of silly to me. And I, what I was hoping for was a series that could be enjoyed both by the people who were already fans of the game that wanted to see this anime as a love letter to something they already enjoy and something that could be a springboard for people who want to invest the hundred hours into the game. Somebody's like, I checked out the anime. It seemed interesting. I'm ready to dive in head first, which is what the P4 and P3 animes were for me. And what we got was a shameless, shameless cash grab just so that way they could sell more merchandise by simply slapping an A to the back of it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's kind of interesting thinking about it too because with with the uh, the anime adaptation of a video game, like the video game already has you know the the visuals and you know the story and all that. Mm -hmm. So so it's interesting to adapt that into an anime whereas like with a light novel you adapt a light novel mm. which is words you know there's yeah. there's pictures every so often but for the most part you have to you know use your imagination yeah you know and and seeing that adapted into an anime you know can can get you hyped it's like oh my goodness i've been reading this light novel this is this is cool yeah <clears throat> and i mean obviously the biggest thing going from video game to anime is that the anime is not going to quite have the resources like both time wise and budget wise to create <coughs> what the game already gave us but there is a famous quote that the uh greatest uh oh what i'm trying to remember exactly how it goes uh the worst thing that could happen to art is the lack of limitations. And so when I say if you're an anime that's limited, you don't quite have the budget or the time that the video game had, just make something that's a, more of a tribute. I mean, look at Persona Q. Persona Q is a very low budget of Persona, you know, 3 and 4. It is a crossover series. So instead of making a cheaper version of the game, they made a cartoony version of the game. The characters were chibi. The writing was basically limited to character tropes. And most of the game was dedicated to the combat and to the unique story, which were both really fantastic. And there's a lot of people that hate Persona Q because the characters were boiled down to caricature versions of themselves. But honestly... I love Persona Q. At least it took risks and it made something unique. And I think that the Persona 5 anime could have done this. And I think that's something that especially the Persona 3 anime did really well. They knew they couldn't create the entire game over again. So they chose to focus on the important things, but to really polish those things. 
and they even utilize some of the mechanics in the game more effectively than the game did. When you are, you know, stuck between a rock and a hard place because your boss tells you you need to create an animation for something that's already popular, but you have to do it with a set, you know, amount of time and money, just get creative. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I wanted have, from have this Have fun series. with it. Yeah. I, <clears throat> Put some fucking heart into it. Make something that feels like you enjoyed making it. And I don't think anybody on the animation team enjoyed making this anime. <laughs> and that's the problem where Persona... I, I'm not meaning that to be rude. I'm meaning that to be serious. Like, <clears throat> I think that for them, this was a paycheck. This was an obligation that Studio Clover had to fulfill by a certain time limit. Yeah, and as sad as it is, sometimes studios have to just put something out in order for that money. And I think that's why I get a bit upset when people get mad at me for calling this a bad series, because I'm like, it is. (laughs) It was a job. Where the game was a passion project, the anime was a job. And I didn't... I think that hurts. (laughs) You know, I I get maybe a bit too personally offended by this. But I think if you are somebody who is interested in Persona 5 and you want to test the waters before you dive in, because this is a hell of a dive. You know, not only is it a hell of a dive money-wise, it is, again, a really long game. I would recommend something simple, like... I mean, as funny as it is to say, I would even recommend the dancing games as your first step into this world as opposed to the anime. Um, that being said, I know a lot of games nowadays will release like a demo version where it'll have, you know, the first level or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Does Persona 5 have a demo version out at the moment? I don't think they have one anymore. I think they had one when it was first released, but the problem with uh, Persona 5, Atlas really went on lockdown for any spoilers. You know, the uh, PlayStation 4 featured this nice thing where you can stream your game or even post, like, clips of it to your Facebook or whatever. Yeah, you can just be like, I'm gonna stream today. Like, you don't, you don't, there's really not much setup to it. You just connect and go. Persona 5... Uh, it actually stopped recording after you get out of the title screen. At the very beginning when you have to, you know, sign the agreement saying that all the events are fictional, and the moment you hit yes, your stream stops. That's insane. Yeah, that's how strict they were about spoilers. And for the people who decided to set up their own, like, you know, computer setup so that way they could record it and then post it on, you know, streaming services like YouTube or Twitch... Their channels got removed. Damn, Atlas. Yeah. like You scary. There were legit lawsuits. Anybody who was trying to post a review of this game and had to use clips of it had to edit the clips enough that there was no spoilers possible. I know a lot of people, uh, one channel in particular, they had a giant, like, photoshopped, like, bucket of oats in front of, like, one of the major villain characters, and they put spoiler-free oats on the label. So their channel wouldn't get taken down. (laughs) That's hilarious. That was the level people went to for Persona 5 because Atlas was very strict about this. So releasing a demo even of the first part of the game was almost impossible. Yeah. Okay, I see. 
Um, another um, good way to actually get into this is, franchise is—is is, is there is there a streaming ban still in effect? No, or is it... it was actually lifted uh, November 2017. Okay. So you can actually uh, watch YouTubers and Twitch players stream this game, and there's actually still a lot of Twitch streamers uh, Twitch streamers who are still streaming this game. Like it's like. It's going to be a two-year-old game for the U.S. here this spring, like next month, will be the two-year anniversary, and it's still getting a ton of hits on Twitch. So, that's, that's actually kind of insane. Yeah, there's people that Especially do entire... Especially since like, most of the stuff that is a hit on Twitch is like super recent. So, yeah, like, it's right super now, recent, it's, and right it's now usually it's basically online. Apex. Yeah, typically <laughs> Twitch really, you know... It, it's mostly online games that get a lot of attention. JRPGs are very rare to get this much attention. But I see people still do, like, charity events by, like, I'm going to play all of Persona 5 in one sitting, which is 100 hours, and I'm just going to donate all the money to charity. It's 100 hours of work, and you don't get any money out of it. Damn. Which is crazy. So um, is, is, that, is that what I need to do? Yes. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, if you guys want to, you know, dip your feet in the waters a little bit, YouTubers and Twitch streamers are all about sharing Persona 5. Like, there's some YouTubers who've made entire careers off Persona. So, that's a good way. Um, another good way would be next June. We are getting the uh, U.S. release for Persona Q, which is going to be on 3DS, so it's going to be a $30 game. And it does feature the Phantom Thieves as major characters. And from my understanding, there are no spoilers for Persona 5 in Persona Q. It's just a good way to get to know the characters if you're interested. Like, I'm curious what Persona's like. I want to test it a little bit. Yeah. Mind you, again, this is a very cartoony caricature version of this cast, but I... Persona Q was my first Persona game, so... Yeah. I think it's a good way to get into the franchise. Um, with with that, uh, I know it's... Persona's set in the same universe as Shin Megami Tensei. It's not. It's not? It's not. That I was, thought it was. No, uh, same creators, and the common misconception from that actually comes from the fact that the Persona, like all the monsters that you use to fight are all present in the Shimigami Tensei universe as actual demons and monsters and fairies and stuff. They're So it's like their souls exist in the Persona universe, but their physical being exists in the Shimigami Tensei universe. And this actually... The reason people think it's the same is because of Atlas USA. When Persona 3 was released in America, it was released as Shimigami Tensei Persona 3. Okay. And this was a huge mistake that wasn't corrected until Persona 4 Golden, where the Shimigami Tensei title was finally removed from the games. Okay. And it has been confirmed by Atlas they are two completely separate universes. Okay. Fun fact, though. So, so they just they they basically recycled the character sprites. Yeah, basically. Well, much, much like old RPGs did when they just recolored an old goblin and called it Hobgoblin or something. <laughs> Kind of, yeah, except it was, it's more of a reference than anything. Okay. Uh, fun fact, though, uh, since the Wii U generation, 
Shimagami Tensei and Fire Emblem exist in the same universe. Wait, what? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's so crazy. So that was a video game called Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, which was a Shimagami Tensei game, but all of the spirits that are kind of like the shadows from Persona are all called mirages, and they are all the spirits of Fire Emblem characters. There's Krom, Tiki, there's the Mad King from Fire Emblem Awakening, uh, there's Marth. So all these spirits from Fire Emblem are in the game, and they have turned into monstrous versions of themselves, and it turns out that they remember their past which happened in the past, which is funny because Tokyo Mirage Sessions takes place in Tokyo. Implying that there is a Tokyo that is now built on the foundation of the old Fire Emblem universe. <laughs> it's complicated. But yeah, so Fire Emblem is in the Shimogami Tensei universe. All right. But Persona is not. Glad we sorted that out. Uh, Devil May Cry is also in the Shimogami Tensei universe. Of course it is. Because Devil May Cry is in every universe. <laughs> Devil May Cry is the universe of all universes. <laughs> it's true. It, su it supersedes the title of universe. <laughs> in another universe, cinematic shared universe featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. Exactly. <laughs> it's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my final thought on P5A, I think if they had done it the way that they did the OVAs, I think if the entire series has, was done at the level of the OVAs, I think it would have been, you know... 7 out of 10. I felt like it would have been, yeah, this is a solid remake. Would have been a solid series. Yeah, I'm like, this This is something that you can enjoy if you don't want to spend the time and money on a video game. That's perfectly acceptable. And, you know, it misses a lot of the points, but I think it's still fine. And I actually really like how they handled Akechi's character. And this is coming from somebody that really hates Goro Akechi. Just... I and just really <laughs> want to shave his head. <laughs> but I like Orochi in the anime, and I also really, really like this one moment in the new OVA where Joker's, you know, and all the Phantom Thieves are about to give up. They think that they're bested, and the whole city's just like, "We believe in you, Phantom Thieves. Go kick ass!" And then you hear, you get this moment where Joker's lying on the ground, and he hears Orochi from the afterlife going, "Are you giving up now? It's too early for checkmate." And I actually really liked that. I really like the whole fact that their entire, like, character arcs were both based off of a chess game, and I feel like somebody who was working on this project was just a huge Goro Akechi Joker shipper and really wanted this to be a thing, so they kept slipping it into the anime as much as possible. Gay. Yeah, exactly. And that's why you can't romance anybody in the anime. <laughs> because the director of the anime was a Goro Joker fan. Yep. Gross. Yeah, but I, I really liked the idea of, you know, the character arc between them being a simple game of chess. Who was going to beat who? Because you find out by the end of the series, both in the game and the anime, that this entire thing was basically a game set up by a bunch of gods that thought, well, humanity is kind of fucking stupid right now. So let's each choose a hero and we're each going to send them out 
against each other, and whichever one wins will determine the fate of humanity. If Goro Akechi wins, then all of humanity will be wiped out and life will start over. And if the trickster or Joker wins, then we're just going to leave humanity alone to, you know, do whatever it wants. And one of the gods was basically just like, well, I can't possibly risk humans being left to their own devices. So he interfered with the game and rigged it so Joker couldn't win. And when Goro Akechi was defeated, the god was basically just like, oh, well, you both lost. Oh, ha. Huh. So Jokes on you. So I'm just going to wipe out humanity anyway, unless you agree to my terms and we start brainwashing people to be good. Yep. That's how it is. Yeah, so the the whole chess thing worked really well in this case. Although I think the shogi metaphors were a bit better. Yeah. So Also, fun fact, uh Hifumi and Makoto were actually originally supposed to be the same character, which is why Makoto's phantom thief name is Queen. Okay. That would have made way more sense for Hifumi to be queen than Makoto. Yeah, I I never quite understood why they called her queen. Yeah, just because she felt like other, it. Other than Morgana over there being like, Yas, queen! Yas, queen! <laughs> Fucking goddess, step on me! Right? <laughs> Sit in my cat vehicle, no. buddy. <laughs> Excuse you, Morgana only wants on to step on him. That's true. I mean, Morgana, you know, would never go harem route like somebody. Nope, never. <laughs> I didn't go harem route. Yet. Yet. That'll, that's going to be my second playthrough. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've already invested 200 hours into this game. So, I mean, I'm clearly passionate about it. And yet you chose the same waifu both times. I did. She's that good. I suppose I can't fully blame you. I do love Makoto. She's so good! Also, if anything good came from the anime, it's all the extra great Makoto outfits I get to cosplay as now. All, <laughs> all of, of them. None of them featured in the anime itself, just all featured in promotional art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of which I did recently wear. There was uh, a concept art of all of the characters informal wear that was inspired by their persona and i gotta wear makoto's yohana dress to an event that you you gotta dress up as a motorcycle i did get to dress up as a motorcycle that was a week ago so if any of you guys listening went to the popcon formal event last week i that was me she she was the motorcycle i was a motorcycle didn't get ridden though nope (laughs) (laughs) no my date left me for somebody else shit We got stranded out there. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Like, all of my friends left, and they're like, all right, have a good night. And then they all drove away, and we're like, the keys are locked in the car. Wait a second. We were there for an hour. Of Over there, after having called the locksmith, you got a hanger in there trying to fish out the keys through the small crack in the window. That's basically all uh, locksmiths do. <laughs> they, they put a little air pump in the door so the door will open slightly, and then they stick, like, a hook in, and they just push the lock button. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I guess maybe new cars, you can't really do it. But old cars, you could... They basically used a ruler with a notch in it, like a metal ruler with a notch in it. Mm -hmm. And they'd 
they'd stick it down the crack between the window and the uh like the the outside crack you know so they'd just slide it in and they'd find a little thing and they'd just pull up and it would so you didn't have to pry open the door i see it was just on the outside yeah so people have been following your instagram uh they know that you've now finished Persona 5. Yes. What did you think of Persona 5? I mean, I've been talking a lot about how much I love it, but... It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Who's your favorite Phantom Thief? Um, You know, that one's tough. I, I guess I would honestly have to say, probably say Makoto. Yeah? I loved her. She's so great. Uh, For me, it's honestly a tie between Makoto and Fox. <laughs> See, I love the aesthetic of Fox, but I just, he's, he's not the kind of character that I could fall in love with. I fell in love with Like, I, I love his aesthetic, and I do like him. It's, he's a good character. He's mm-hmm. just, he's not one that I personally can connect with as much as others. Yeah, he's an eccentric artist. So, I mean, I knew I was going to love him right away. <laughs> uh, hands down, the one thing I am happy they kept in the anime is at the very end of the game when they're all in the vehicle. And they're just like, oh, yeah, let's go help more people. And he's like, wait, this we're, you have me in a moving vehicle and we have to do more work. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm out. And then he opens the door on the moving freeway. I'm out. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't want to work anymore. And he just opens the car door. <laughs> And I'm like, if if that's not the most relatable thing ever. For reals. So yeah. Just, just don't even need to stop. Just like, guys, if you could just slow down the car. No, he's I'll just, just like, tuck and roll. Like, uh, work or jump out on the freeway. I'm going to take my chances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was also probably one of my favorite characters because a lot of the time his biggest conflict was, uh, should I eat or should I buy art supplies? <laughs> Very relatable. <laughs> uh, this was actually pointed in the manga. There's a thing. If you guys want to get into Persona 5 but don't want to play the game, read the manga. It's so good. But there was one chapter in the manga where uh, Joker decided, because he always keeps all of the money that they earned from their Phantom Thieves jobs. He's like, and he notices Yusuke is talking about how he's doing nothing but drinking water because he can't afford to buy food that week. And so he's like, okay, so new plan, you guys. I'm going to split all of our earnings across the team, even splits for all of us. But that means you guys are going to be in charge of buying your own equipment. So just make sure you guys keep up on that. I trust you to budget it all properly. And, you know, we'll get this done. Next, you know, the following week, Makoto's the only person who bought new equipment. Of course. Which, by the way, she says... (laughs) The one responsible. Yeah, she mentions that she really liked the guy from the gun shop, too. (laughs) <laughs> like, she got there, and he was just like, what can I get for you? And she's like, I, don't, I just need something that would just really, like, hurt if I punch somebody really hard. And he knew exactly what she needed. And she's like, wow, he's such a, you know, kind person to buy things from. I mean, he is. EY is awesome. <laughs> I love EY. But yeah, so it turns out nobody else bought their stuff. And Yusuke is still on his water diet. <laughs> what did he spend his money on? So... The following week, Joker decides Makoto is now in charge of helping everybody budget their savings. So we see, we follow like Ryuji, who's like sitting there, like debating on eating these protein snacks. And he's just like, oh, you know, I think I could splurge a little bit for them. And Makoto just comes out and we're just like, what are you buying? 
And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to get these snacks. And she's like, you could get the store brand for cheaper. He's like, yeah, but those are disgusting. She's like, do you really have the room to complain about this right now? And then On's like looking at clothes. She's like, oh, I'm going to buy these. And she's like, do you have money to buy those? What money are you using to buy those? Did you buy your equipment yet? Have you budgeted your stuff? And she's like, I, I, I think I'll be fine this week. She's like, I don't think you will be. <laughs> and then we get to Yusuke, who's looking at, like, a paintbrush, and she's like, Yusuke, he's like, you can't get to me, Makoto, I need this paintbrush for a project for school, it's actually important, and she's like, I found it online for one-third the price, he's like, online? What is this? You're a miracle worker, Blas- Makoto! Blasphemy! <laughs> he's just sitting there like, what is this nonsense? You are incredible, teach me your way, sensei! <laughs> And so then they're all hanging out in, like, the dungeons later, and, like, everybody's complaining about how Makoto's such a hard-ass, and Yusuke's like, she's a gift! She's an actual goddess! <laughs> and so then Joker's just like, alright, you know, we're going back to me handling all the money, but Makoto, you're gonna keep helping Yusuke. Please make sure my child eats. Look at him. He's all, he's all skin and bone. <laughs> Go buy him snacks. So yeah, Yusuke is the epitome of the starving artist. Yeah, he is. It's great. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, it's easy to find the manga. It is available in most stores or most bookstores that sell manga. And also you could find a lot of legal websites that do have proper scanlations of it. So I think the manga is better than the anime. And that's a good example of, you know, being creative when you have limitations. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so good. So yeah, uh, I don't know, maybe go watch the OVAs. I mean, I know those are super spoiler heavy, but they're so well done. And I think even if you played the games, you can appreciate the OVAs. And they're just good for everybody. But uh, the Psy versus Phantom Thieves fight is the most awkwardly animated thing in the history of animation. And I do not recommend if you want to watch a bunch of CGI explosions and an awkward woman with spiky nipples getting her ass beat by a bunch of 3D, poorly 3D rendered models, that's what that fight is. Wait, spiky nipples? Yeah, remember Psy Shadow Form? I don't remember that. In the... You don't remember Psy Shadow Form? No. It's just her boobs are just spikes. Oh, okay, it's that one, yes. I remember yeah. <laughs> I remember the spiky tits. And then she has like Edward Scissor hands. That <laughs> Yeah, um wh- whoever was coming up with the monsters for these games was a real perv. <laughs> well, it's persona. It's not like like there's the early on there's the incubus or whatever that has the giant horn on his dick. That that is from the original Shimagami Tensei games. Yes. Uh-huh. And and then there's like the slimes that instead of a normal slime, they're 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 kinda built up and mounded to look like a penis. Yeah, those are from Shimagami Tensei too. And then there's the dick chariot. The Mana, yes. Uh or Mara. Everybody's favorite persona. Everyone's favorite persona. Yeah, the dick chariot. The dick chariot. <laughs> With tentacles. <laughs> Yeah. We're not making this up. <laughs> and and it's not just like the males, like a lot of the female personas, it's like, oh, I'm I'm succubus. I have basically everything out on display. But that's what a succubus would look like. I'm I'm 
I'm an angel. I have everything out on display. She's a BDSM angel. What's wrong with that? You know exactly what's wrong with that. Why are you kink-shaming angels, Tyler? (laughs) They're they're supposed to be pure and innocent. Uh, excuse you. Angels do whatever they want, alright? Alright, whatever. Angels got everything. They could do whatever kinky shit they want. I'm a fairy. I have everything out on display. I mean, granted, that's fairies, but still. I think at this point we should just name the episode I have everything out of- <laughs> Oh my god! The cat! He's trapped! Oh, oh no! <laughs> Poor podcat. He was trapped! <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I guess my synopsis is that I know Cloverworks had it in them to do a decent anime adaptation. And I'm sad that they didn't... And you, they and they failed your expectations. For anybody who comes up to me, who listens to this podcast, or just knows how much I dislike this anime, who decides to confront me with, like, well, I watched the anime, and I thought it was really good. I'm just gonna look at you and be like, oh, baby. Oh, oh baby. sweetie. Do I need to adopt you for, like, 100 hours so you can play this game? That's... <laughs> that's... That's how I feel... About anyone I talk to that say they love Sword Art Online. I'm just like, oh, hun, here. Sweet baby child. Let, let, let me sit you down in front of some good anime. Yeah, let me let me introduce you to the world of taste. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's terrible. Like, like I, I do think Sword Art Online has... It's good points. It's def- there's definite there's a reason it has its viewership. Yeah. Well, and I can't I even just... really introduce this as a guilty pleasure anime either cuz I have my guilty pleasure animes. For me, uh Persona 5 the animation was a chore that I was obligated to do because I wanted to be able to give you guys a proper review of it. And I do think it has its moments that are genuinely worth praising, but it is so buried underneath the headache of obligation that I had to go through yeah. that I just have a hard time seeing them. But the rattles were good. The rattles. Yay for being rattled. Got got to be rattled. Got to be rattled. Uh, if this were a video game podcast, I would definitely go in detail about how much I love this game. But it is an anime podcast, so that's why I really wanted to stick to Should You Watch the Anime? Yeah, if... If you insist... If, if, if you so desire. If you insist on watching the anime, I'm not going to stop you, but just know that this is a poor representation. And this isn't even about, like, oh, the manga was better. Because the thing is, I've read mangas where I've enjoyed the anime just as much, if not more so. This is This is a downgrade. So... And I'm not going to sit on some high pedestal like, well, only true people play the video game. Only, only real fans. Only real fans. Because, like I said, there's, there's manga that are very enjoyable for these characters. I am actually genuinely excited about Persona Q2, even though I think it was really poorly handled. I mean, it's 2019 and we're releasing it on the 3DS, really. This big of a franchise is going to be released on the 3DS, which, I mean, is still a good system, but it's... We could have gotten it for the Switch. Why didn't we get it for the Switch? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, as, as much as I love the 3DS, it is 
kind of reaching the tail end of its lifespan. Yeah, and then they released it in Japan the same weekend as Smash Bros, and then they wondered why it was a commercial mm. failure. Uh, maybe because you released it on the 3DS the same weekend as Smash Bros? Maybe, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, correlation often, you know, it doesn't always le- mean causation, but in this case, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I'm still going to buy it for my 3DS, and I'm still going to check it out, and if you guys don't mind spending $30 on a 3DS game, I'd encourage you to check it out, too, because... Not only does it have the P5 cast, but it has the P3 and the P4 cast, and Cannon Chan! Cannon Chan's in it! Cannon Chan? Cannon Chan! Uh, So, story about Cannon Chan. She is the female alternate route in Persona 3 Portable, which was a really poorly produced game. (laughs) But everybody really likes the female protagonist because she's cute and she actually has a great personality and even though her route really wasn't that good and felt really shoehorned in i still like her as a character so they put her in persona q and everybody's like oh my god she's canon so now she's canon chan oh okay <laughs> fun fact joker's original nickname in the fandom was chair coon so, okay and the male protagonist from persona 3 is door coon uh, all right. So now you know what to name your protagonist when you play Persona 5 again. It is chair Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll pass on that. Fun fact. Uh, my second playthrough of Persona 3, I did, in fact, name him Jesus Door. Jesus Door. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus you, Senpai. <laughs> you, you should be ashamed. <laughs> I should, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Uh, Also, the same day that the last OVA for Persona 5 came out, there was also a big trailer reveal, uh, speaking of canon, Shan, uh, for the remake of Persona 5, which is coming out who knows when. See, that is really interesting, because (laughs) normally you say a remake of a game, and you think like, oh, this this game's got to be like a decade old. Yeah. Of course they're making a remake of it. Whereas, apparently, with Persona 5, it's, what, two years old now here in America? Two years is really long for an Atlas game. (laughs) Not really? I mean, Persona 3 got two remakes within the span of three years. (laughs) What? And Persona 4 got their remake after two years. I'm I'm done with this Persona series. <laughs> so Persona 5 is now getting their, you know, not long-awaited uh, remake, Persona 5 Royals, which dropped a teaser trailer of a female character. The gasp. And since Canon Chan was so popular, people have been demanding that we get a female route in Persona 5. And I don't have time to explain to you guys why that's a bad idea. <laughs> so. just, just think about it yourself. I would like to tell them to think about it themselves, but I have told people in the fandom to do that and it doesn't work. Because all people in the fandom care about is boning Yusuke and Ryuji. And you can't do that as a guy, clearly. You have to be a girl, because Atlas doesn't know how to write gay characters. Gay characters are very hard. <laughs> so You have to write, like, a normal person. Re- re- but they of, like Think dick. about what you just said, Tyler. 
and you might want to reword it. Rewind a little bit. Uh, I don't know what I said. He said, gay characters are very hard. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Was I wrong? So, uh, yeah, I clearly have a stance on P5 Royals. I do not think this is a female protagonist. And if you think so, you can fight me, internet. Fight me, you long-ass bitch. Convince me, and do not tell me it's because you want to date the boys. Because if you tell me that, I will immediately think your argument is no, not serious anymore. And this is coming from somebody who really did want to date Yusuke in the game. Yeah. Why won't they let me date Yusuke in the game? But I'm not going to sacrifice good writing just so I could play as a female character who doesn't make sense just so I could date another character who doesn't exist. He's fictional. You don't really get anything out of it. Says the person who married Krom twice. I did marry In a row. The three sec- times. Three times. No, it was twice. Twice. And the second row. time was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I fell on his dick. It was an accident. He saw me naked. I saw him naked. It was the next natural progression. <laughs> I was raised in Utah. It's like it's like it's like oh, what's that anime? Um, Iki Tosen. Or it's like ah, you saw me naked. Now you have to marry me. <laughs> Like, bitch, I just walked into you. How was I supposed to know you were in the bath? Yeah, that's literally how you marry Krom. (laughs) Who is voiced, both in English and Japanese, by the same voice actor as Yusuke. Coincidence? Probably. Yeah, I think it's a coincidence. Yusuke and Krom are like that Spider-Man meme. <laughs> Yusuke is Krom. Krom is Yusuke. Yeah, in English and Japanese. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that is actually pretty cool. They both have dark blue hair, and I'm pretty sure Yusuke would also eat an orange without peeling it. Wait, is is that how Krom eats his oranges? That's how Krom eats his oranges. Somebody get somebody babysit that man child. <laughs> That's why I had to marry him. He can't be left to his own devices. Apparently not. He's gonna raise his daughter to be like that. Somebody poor, has to stop him. Poor Lucina. I ha- That's why I wanted to romance Yusuke too. He can't be left alone for too long. He drinks water as a diet. You can't eat the paint, Yusuke. I mean... It's non-toxic. Some of it, not all of it. (laughs) It's still not good for you. There's way too much oil in your diet, alright? The the oil is to help him gain weight. (laughs) Somebody please protect my dark blue hair children, okay? (laughs) They are not smart enough to be left alone. Who gave Yusuke a katana? Oh shit, that was me. Right? Why would you do that? It looks cool. (laughs) You're crazy. Oh, another thing the anime missed. Oh, there's so much I want to talk about. 
Oh, uh, okay, so this is something that only nerds like me care about, but uh, by the end of the anime, we don't get to see any of the characters get their second awakening, which is something that we did see with the P3 and P4 animes, and it made no sense to me why we didn't get these awakenings, because he clearly max ranks everybody on his first playthrough for some reason. Like, that's, you know, totally easy and possible. Fuck you. But anyway, uh... I'm really sad that they all still had, like, their normal persona at the end of the anime. Like, none of them had their second awakenings. Yeah. And this was supposed to be really important because all of the persona that they have initially are inspired by real life, uh, or some of them are real life people, some of them are fictional characters, but they're based off of thieves who were trying to change society, like, uh, Captain Kidd was falsely accused of piracy, so he became a pirate, and then uh, Arsene Lupin was, you know, a fictional character from the Sherlock Holmes series that only existed in basically fan fiction. Like, it was Sherlock Holmes stories that were not officially part of the Sherlock canon, but were so popular that fans basically demanded they be part of the canon. And then you had Carmen, who was one of the first uh, famous, uh, like, women who basically like manipulated men to doing crimes for her and then uh there was goemon goemon was basically like japanese robin hood yeah and he was boiled alive because the government wanted to try to force him to confess that he was actually evil but during the time he was boiled alive he didn't make a single noise or even falter at all and this actually inspired the people to rise up against the government and now boiling somebody alive is now referred to as Goemon's bath. And then Johanna was the first female pope who was only discovered that she was a woman. Even years of priesthood and even becoming pope, the first thing that people realized that made her, you know, reveal that she was female was that she was pregnant. <laughs> and she blacked out while giving labor or while giving birth. Uh, Kind of makes you wonder, like, who impregnated her? Like... Oh, she definitely had a secret life, like, outside of being the Pope. Like, she she was living a second life. So all these characters were, you know, famous criminals who changed society's views on certain things. And all of them were actually killed or executed because of that. Like, all of them have very, very graphic executions. Like, William Kidd was hung, and obviously Goemon was boiled alive, and Johanna was not only executed, but... Her entire existence was removed from, you know, Vatican history. So, you know, but then the second awakenings of all of them actually represent people that died or fell from grace and basically went into the afterlife and basically said, fuck you, God, and they came back. So uh, Ryuji's is based off of uh, Son Goku from the journey to the West, who was promised that when he returned, he would be given immortality. However, when he returned, he, you know, they, you know, didn't give him that promise. So he went to the afterlife, beat up, uh, death and told him, I refuse to die. And death was so afraid of him that he refused to ever put him on his list as well as several monkeys. And it started the Chinese, you know, idea that monkeys were immortal or something. And then, um, Satanile, which is Joker's, he is Satan. 
Yeah. He literally <laughs> fell from grace, told God to suck it, came back in the form of a snake, and gave humans free will. Yep. Uh, so all of the characters' rebirths and their second Persona Awakenings all represent characters who had to fall to become the strongest versions of themselves. And that is the how all the characters' you know arcs are in the second half of the game. So I was really upset that the anime left this out because I think that was actually very, very significant. I was really hoping the OVA would have this big moment when all of them would have their awakening at the same time, which is what they did in the Persona 3 movies. But they didn't. No and such luck here. Again, like that's my point with being like the fact that you can fix animation, but you can't fix missing the point. Yeah. And P5A missed the point big time with that. So and that's a lot of rambling for me just to say you suck, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I care a lot about this franchise. Persona 5 is not even my favorite one. Persona 3 is my favorite one. You don't understand. I have a lot of problems. I have a lot of feelings. I do. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> so yes, uh, I really thank you for letting me do this episode because I just wanted to talk. No, it's so. great. This this has been a fun episode. <laughs> I literally contacted Tyler and I'm like, we're changing the subject of the episode because I have things to say. So. That's how we run this show now. That, that is how we run the show. Tyler's just like, Candace has things to say again. Guess I'm just going to let her talk about how Satan was a snake that gave people free will. Candace is going to say stuff and I'm going to make fun of her. It's true. <laughs> I'm literally getting dizzy from how much I had to rant in that last segment. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good note to end it. Yeah, uh, if you guys, if you guys really want to play Persona Five, come to my house. I'll let you play Persona Five. <laughs> we can play it together. It'll be great. It's true. I made Tyler play it. I can make you play it too. Come play with me. She, she... <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> I said with. Yeah, phrasing. <laughs> You're right. Gay characters are hard. <laughs> <laughs> with that, uh, I'm looking forward to the remake. I hope you guys are too. It's not a female protagonist. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>